0: So this coming Sunday, May 21st at 2 o'clock, you can find me at the winery. We're doing an event called Really Achieving Your Childhood Dreams. Guys, it's free. Join me out there. It is going to absolutely rock. We're going to talk about the powerful effects of a mission statement for your life. Most people live and die and never know why, and they never have a mission statement for their life. Imagine trying to hit a target that you do not have. It's not possible, right? We're going to talk about things like what blocks people from even chasing their dreams, yet alone achieving them. On a more than a few dozen occasions, guys, people come up to me and they start talking about their life. And they start using words like meaningless, lost, down, depressed, out, you know, things like that. And I, I always start talking to them about their childhood dreams. And the moment you use those words, it's as if there's like a little flicker in their eye. Something becomes alive and they go, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did have childhood dreams. It's as if it's off in the distance and they can barely see it now. Everyone has a dream. But a lot of times those dreams get buried with life. They get buried by work responsibilities. They get buried by debt. They get buried with decisions pe- you know, that we make and other people make. They get buried by other people's opinions, other people's agendas. So this entire presentation happening on Sunday, May 21st, 2 o'clock at the winery, it's going to be about unburying childhood dreams. It's going to be about getting them back out in the open And seeing the excitement and enthusiasm that can just get instilled in someone's life when they go, anything's possible. We should use that to our advantage. You know, there's a great story of a donkey that fell down a well. You ever hear this story? It's great stuff. Oh my God. Even if you heard, I'm telling you again, guys, it's great stuff. You know, back in the old days, they they used to dig these wells for water. And they had a well dug, and it was probably about 50, 60 feet down. And there was water at the bottom of this well. And it was a pretty big well, right? And what happened was a donkey fell in the well one day. The family donkeys down at the bottom of the well, and uh, and they're they're trying to you know hang a rope down there and hook the donkey's feet to it and pull him back out. And he would struggle and twist and turn and you know fall back off the rope. And and after doing this for about three days, they just couldn't get this donkey out of the well. So they figured, all right, well, the dad goes, we're just gonna have to fill in the well because I mean the donkey's gonna die down there. It's gonna start smelling. It's kind of stinks. Kind of sad, but we don't have any other options. So they 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 get a shovel and they just start shoveling dirt into that well. And the dirt lands on the back of that donkey. And the donkey shakes it off and steps up on the dirt. And they're shoveling all day. And at the end of the day, that donkey stepped right out of that well. This is the way our life needs to work with pursuing our childhood dreams. When life throws dirt on you, shake it off and step up on top of it. This is the way it's all meant to be. Every challenge in life is given you, given to you to turn you into a better version of who you were yesterday. We say it all the time. All these obstacles are there to actually give you the tools you need to achieve your childhood dreams. And in life, I say it all the time, we're only motivated by two things, necessity or desire. That's really it. And I'd rather be on the side of desire than necessity. Life is tough though, isn't it? But every single one of us has the capability to be tougher than life. You know, I don't think we should set out to try to make life easy. We should set out to become stronger than the challenges we have. So once we have a mission statement for our life, the next step is going to be to develop a personal growth plan to get there. Guys, if you don't study John Maxwell, I want to highly recommend him. He has a personal growth plan for his life, and I've adopted his personal growth plan for my life. Every single day, you will find me listening to books for hours and hours and hours. There is so much time that we spend where we don't have to be thinking. And if you have books on your phone that are already downloaded to your phone and they're ready to hit play, and you already have that that app open on your phone, any time that you have an extra three minutes here, four minutes there, half an hour there, put your earbuds in and just push play. And it's amazing. Whatever you put in comes out of you. So if you feed good into your mind, good's gonna come out into your life. If you don't feed the good, you ain't going to get no good. This is the way it works, right? I would say, if you want to change your world, change the inside and your world will change. It's so true, isn't it? So your personal growth plan is going to be something that you lay out that you're going to be working the plan. I always say, you know, develop a plan and work the plan to get to your end goal. You know, and we're, we're, we're actually playing a, an infinite game here in this world. It's not finite. The world wants to make you think that it's finite. You're, you're born and you die, but it's actually infinite. You can achieve anything you set your mind to. And the only thing that lasts when you're gone are things that you've given birth to that exist outside of you. I've, you've heard me say it before that my mom has lived a life where the great-grandchildren of her great-grandchildren are gonna feel the positive impact of her life. And I'm talking about the things that she brought to life in this world that lives on after she died. There are no limits to our abilities. Your mind, your body, it is the only thing that the harder you work it, the stronger it becomes. And there are no limits. Every machine that has ever been built by, pre- by people breaks down. Nothing gets stronger in and of itself, except you. The stronger you work your muscle, the stronger they get. The more you work your mind, the stronger it gets. And you can learn anything you want. And I say, it, I say, oh my gosh, guys, today we live in a world, get how easy this is. Every single bit of knowledge the world has to offer is in your pocket. How do you get it out of your pocket and into your head? You're going to get it through a personal growth plan. But we first have to have a mission statement with our life. Guys, join me on this. May 21st, it's, it's going to change people's lives. They're going to walk in one person and walk out a brand new person. We're going to talk about things like discipline. Discipline's important because it'll get you started. But there's something far more powerful than discipline. And you know what it is? It's anticipation. Because discipline takes effort. It takes your will. It takes your drive. It takes you putting effort into it. But when you... Have anticipation, it takes no effort to anticipate something spectacular. And when you're living a life with a mission statement and you have a plan to get there, you're going to anticipate great things and you will never, ever, ever wonder why you don't have energy because you have so much energy. I say this anticipation has never disappointed anybody anytime ever. Ever. The outcome may have, but not the anticipation. Anticipation gives you energy to naturally fulfill your dreams. Great stuff, right? Join me on this, guys. May 21st at the winery, 2 o'clock. It's going to rock. We're going to talk about things that aren't talked about a whole lot, like, like the power of being on time, the power of never letting someone down, the power of... of, of you, you can finish this sentence. If you want to double your rate of success, you must double your rate of... I know you all said the word. We're going to talk about, the, talk about the power of that, how that you will only succeed through failure. And we're going to talk about how, how important it is to live your life with energy. We're going to talk about how it's not that it's not that, uh, not that you're, you shouldn't wait to have energy. Movement gives you energy. It's the action, then the feeling. People always go, well, I'm just waiting for the feeling. You're going to wait your whole life. Feelings come after the actions. We know this. So let's apply it to our life. Join me, guys. May 21st at the winery. It's free. It's going to be a great time. It'll change your life. Bring your kids, bring your friends, bring your neighbor. Guys, we love you. The mission is to add value to your life. Join me.
1: I feel like this is one of those things you're going to have once a year.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, really achieving your childhood dreams. I think it's going to become a whole series. Yeah. It's something that um that people definitely lose track on mm-hmm. and they forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like towards the tail end of their life, they start revisiting mm-hmm. things that happened to them mm-hmm. in the past. It's like, oh, I remember I used to want to do this and I, yeah. I never moved forward with it. And now here I am at mm-hmm. the end of my life making regrets or having some sort mm-hmm. of regrets. So. Mm-hmm.
0: People Sometimes people say to me, they go, I don't know how I, how I got to where I'm at in my life. I don't know, I don't know how I ended up here. And I think what a, what a lot of that is, is it's not making decisions and then making the decisions right. It's letting society impose itself upon you and then basically doing what's ever easiest in the moment. I tell young people, don't ever take a job that you don't like. Because what will happen is you'll get really good at it. And then they'll pay you forever to do a job that you hate.
1: Right. It's, it's true, isn't it? you know, cash in your dream for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Some people do though, right? It, 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 and I feel like because they feel like they have to, but mm-hmm. that's a tough. Well,
0: I mean, I don't think anyone has to, you know, I mean, I, I remember I was talking about that, that uh, the new book I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about the currencies of our life, you know, because there is a currency of money that the world trades, right? And a lot of people live their whole life trying to accumulate the money, accumulate the cars and the houses and the money but they, what they don't realize is that the real wealth the real value in a life is not what's in the bank account what's in the bank account it changes your life up to a certain extent but then what happens is the more things you have and the more money you have the more things you have and the more money you have to take care of right you know so like you want to own the things you don't want the things to own you and that's kind of what happens and they don't realize that wow if if i live a life where i do accumulate tremendous amount of financial wealth but i lose my family, health, and friends in the process, at the end of it all, they'll go, man, I would trade all my money and all my stuff if I were to have my family, health, and friends. They will realize that there's other currencies. I mean, the most valuable currency of our lives is time. If that gets taken away from you, your bank account doesn't matter, does it? No. Not even a little. And, it's, and I, I, I say all the time, if I were to say to you, Ralph, I'll give you a million dollars right now, I'll write you a check for one million dollars, but in return, you can't get out of bed anymore.
1: Yeah, no way. No,
0: no way. Shot. No. So that means getting out of bed tomorrow is worth more than a million dollars to you. Yeah. And we, when we see life like that, we go, oh, my gosh. You know, so there's the currency of time, which is far more valuable than any dollar out there. Right. Because you would pay everything to have one more second. And we say it in previous podcasts we go, what, what, it, what would you pay to be able to hug someone that you love that died years ago? You'd, you, would, no. you, you would drain your bank accounts. Wouldn't yeah, there's no. Right. There's no number. I get chills saying it. There's no there is no number. Then there's a currency going on in relationships. And that we know from Dr. Gottman is these emotional bids for connection. And I didn't realize it, Ralph, but I I did not know that I could love my wife as much as I do. I've been practicing this this stuff for five years. I wish I learned it when we first got married. But now I've realized that every single time I meet one of her little bids for emotional connection, I'm making a deposit in the relationship bank account. And every time I miss one, it's like doing a withdrawal from the relationship bank account. I didn't know that bank account could get so rich. I can tell you, it it is so rich today that I hope I live a thousand years to be able to experience the richness of that that bank account, not the one in the bank, because that's the one that really matters. Wow. So this is it. May 21st at the winery, two o'clock. We're going to be talking about really achieving your childhood dreams, but it's going to be way beyond making money because money, money. Making money will make you, you'll, you'll be perceived as being successful in this world, right? You know, if you want to Google the word, word success and go to images, you'll see pictures of cars and people with sunglasses on or stand in front of the house and, you know, they got the pool there and so on, you know, but, but you, you won't see on Google, right, success, a picture of, a, of, a, of an elderly man and an elderly lady standing there hugging each other with just this giant face of love and appreciation. That should be the image of success in the society. Where did you think we get it all wrong though,
1: right? I feel like success hasn't always been money, the glitz, the glamour, right? Like we, when I was growing up, we called it the American dream, right? The white house picket fence, two kids, golden retriever running in the yard, mowing the lawn on a Saturday, big cigar in your mouth. Like that was the American dream, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not to me, it was the family aspect, right? Like if I could live a happy life, be happy coming home to my wife and my kids and support a family, that was success you're right when you look online and you see what success is or what people relate success to, it's always the, the million dollar house on the mountain with the billion dollar sports car. Obviously I'm speaking and mm-hmm. you know, yep. and, but yep. when, where did we get it wrong? I do think that as a society, people have, is it the morals, the value aspect of life? Like mm-hmm. where that change was, is mm-hmm. it the, you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we look at, I look at it as like family. That defines success. Mm-hmm. You have a family, you support your family. You have a loving family. You could come home, give them a hug. There's no resentment or contempt. Mm-hmm. That's success. Who mm-hmm. cares about the money? Mm-hmm. But there is that giant flip of like, no, money is what makes you successful. And I feel like that's a very scary, mm-hmm. it's, it's treading water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of treading water in that regard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It's always just to kind of dive in like where, who, what determines a level of success. Or so, Randy, let me direct a question towards you. What determines the level of success for Randy?
0: So my mine's simple, Ralph. Man, if I have peace of mind, I feel I'm successful. Peace of mind, you you can't get away from your head. You know, you can't get out of your mind. So peace of mind means that Tiff knows that I love her more than anything. She knows that I would do anything to take care of her and our children. Our home is peaceful, it's comfortable. We, we are all telling each other the truth and ourselves the truth all the time. Joseph, my young boy, Joseph, he's in an age right now where, you know, every young child will lie. That's the truth. They're testing the limits, right? See where the boundaries are, right? Mm-hmm. And Joseph, the other day, he threw Maggie's toothbrush away, right? He did, you know. It's a game they were playing, right? And I'm, like, I'm upstairs looking for it. And, and I go, Joseph, do you know where Maggie's toothbrush is? And he looked at me, square in the eyes. He goes, nope, I don't know, dad. Yeah. And I, I, and I believed him. Uh-huh. in the moment i go okay so i'm I'm searching for it right we're looking for this thing turns out about five minutes late after searching for it um joseph did know where it was he threw it in the the garbage can with all the cat food you know all the in empty cat cans and uh and i i i was so angry with him in that moment because i wanted to let him know that your entire life will hinge upon you telling the truth because if you don't tell people the truth around you you'll start lying to yourself and mm-hmm. you don't even know who you are anymore and you wonder, why do I feel down and out? Why do I feel depressed all the time? Well, it's like, not only do you lie to the people around you, they don't trust you, but you don't even trust yourself. You don't even tell yourself the truth. If, you know, if we go back to the last lecture book, if, if I have three words of advice to my children, to ever in the world, it would be tell the truth. And if I had three more, it would be all the time. Because it all starts there. You know, in, in the end, you know, how I say there, there's no, there's no atheists in a foxhole. They're praying to God. Mm. That we all know that sentence, you know, and here, you know, everyone knows that, you know, I was raised by a mother that absolutely loved Jesus. Right. And I really believe the Bible has been written as a handbook for us to go. All right. You want to know the answers to your life. Open up your Bible. It's right there. It's been the number one selling book since it's been written the beginning of time. You know that the number one book If you want to buy the number one book in the world, go buy a Bible. Right. And then open open up the Proverbs and you'll be amazed at the wisdom that just pours out of that into you. Everything's right there. It's right there. But a lot of times, people they, they get searching somewhere else, and I got to tell you, I, I've said it before. It takes a lot more faith to not believe in God than to believe in God. Yeah, because I don't think all of a sudden things exploded and we just here we are. Like, look at that, you know, like nothing created something. That's a lot of faith, you know, that nothing created something. Really? Oh my gosh, I'm just not there, you know. So I guess what I'm saying, you asked me the question: How do we get here today? In my opinion, Ralph, we've lost the basic understanding of the rule book of life, the Bible. If you read that Bible and you go, all right, this is, can, even someone that goes, I don't believe it. I love them too, by the way. I love everyone. You know, God says, love everyone. And I do. That's why I can stand at that, that commencement speech, Ralph. And I can say to all those students, guys, I love y'all. I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you. And I really am. Because the Bible says, God loves everyone. And he asks me to love everyone. So I love them. I don't care where they're at in their life, what, who they are, what they believe. I love you. Right? So, I would say to someone, I go, Randy, I don't believe anything you believe. Can you still learn something from Jesus' life?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, right? Even if you don't
0: believe. Even if you don't believe, you can still learn a lot of lessons there. Because here's someone that basically took, you know, even the the Pharisees and all the criminals, and he loved them. He loved on everyone. He just loved them. And you can't go wrong doing the right thing. You just can't. And I think why is society where we're at today? There's been a drift. You know, like right and wrong seems to be so subjective anymore. Everything's gray. I think the right and wrongs are absolute. You know, there is right and wrong.
1: There needs to be a right, right. and wrong. Right. Absolutely. needs to be solidified. Right.
0: right. I tell people, like, you know, people go, well, everything's everything's relative. I go, not in my world. I go, would you hire a relatively honest accountant? Oh. <laughs> of course not. No one would. God, no. Right. You would go, no. I, I wouldn't I want an account that's absolute. It's it's this or that, not relatively honest. You know, like would you would you go home and go, And say to your husband or wife, hey, have you been relatively faithful to me throughout your life? (laughs) Well, relatively, yeah, so, so, so. No, like you, no, no one would say, yeah, that's, that's the way I want my life to be. I want it to be relative. No, they want it to be, no, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to this. I'm committed to that. You know, and I really think, why are we at where we're at? It's just been a drift. And if we pull back to that, everything changes. People want simplicity in their life. Just read Proverbs. Sure does make it easy makes it so simple,
1: you know, so simple. Mm. And that's what people can expect on May 21st. May 21st.
0: I'm going to make it so simple. You know, life is simple. You know, we're we're born with nothing but potential. Here's how simple life is. When you're a baby and you're born, what do you got? Not much. Not much. Not much. You're sitting there. You can't even hold your own head up. You know what I mean? But you have the potential to hold your head up. And there's a lot more potential in there, right? It's kind of like that analogy of the acorn. If I held an acorn in my hand, I go, what do I got? First, someone would go, you got an acorn in your hand. And I could go, no, I have an entire forest in my hand. Because within this acorn is a tree. And within that tree is another acorn. Within that tree, those acorns. And away we go. I have an entire forest in my hand. This is how human beings are. There's so much more to the person that they will ever imagine. And if they want to know all their potential, open up your Bible. And you will see the unbelievable, unbelievable potential of the individual. Change the game. You don't even have to believe in God to read the Bible and gain something. And I would start with Proverbs. It's simple. Proverbs is easy. You know, buy a living Bible, by the way. The living Bible, easy translation, very simple, today's language. It, it, teaches, it teaches things like, uh, it teaches, it te- <laughs> the whole last chapter is 31, right? It talks about a wife, you know, and what a wife can be to the husband. I can tell you my wife, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, it's just, she is Proverbs 31.
1: Wow. It's amazing. I'm going to read that. Great stuff. Amen.
0: Love y'all. But join me, guys. May 21st, 2 o'clock at the winery. It's free. It's on a Sunday. It's called Really Achieving Your Childhood Dreams. Bring your friends. Bring your children. Because, wow, their whole life is ahead of them. And anything's possible. People say all the time. Anything's possible. Exactly. We should use that to our advantage. You know, I truly believe that no one in the history of the world has ever fully lived up to their maximum potential. They always could have been a little bit more. That's it. My mission is to add value to people's lives. And I hope to do it every day, whether it's through a podcast, talking to someone, talking to kids, you know, I'm, I'm the more young people I can mentor. Oh my God, Ralph. I just want to add value. Love y'all. Thanks for being here on this guys.